everyone. I'm Sandra Engerman. And I'm Renee Barabo. And we welcome you to the Shaman's Cave. This is a remarkable opportunity for us to gather together and to enter the Shaman's Cave together to dream a new world into being. Welcome back to the Shaman's Cave. Uh, we're so excited to be here. It's a continuation of last week's show, and I'm Renee Barabo. And I'm Sandra Angerman. And we're going to continue talking about anger, although today we're going to help with stopping to talk about it, but also how to transmute it with some ceremony so that whatever you're feeling in the moment, which is, as Sandra says, your birthright, doesn't come back to haunt you or haunt somebody else, you know, with, with your anger darts out in the world and so that you can really tr transmute it into love. Yeah. And again, those anger darts come back at you too. And so you definitely want to protect the health of yourself and, and your loved ones. And as we talked about last week, it is, it is our destiny as human beings to fully experience a, a whole range of emotions. But what we talked about on the show was the impact of what energy is being sent out behind those emotions into the collective. And that we're at a place in our evolution of consciousness and what's happening on the planet that it's time for us to start to evolve. The earth is evolving, we're evolving, and it's time for us to be more aware, more present with our uh, feelings that are coming up throughout the day and learning how to work with them so that we're contributing to an energy of peace and harmony and love on the planet. That's absolutely it reminded me of this story when I wasn't walking so peacefully upon the earth. And I was in this, this yellow lemon, I used to call it a, a fixer repair daily kind of car. And I was at this intersection and there was this man here. And I swear we had a sorcerer standoff. Like, I mean, going, who's going to go first through the intersection? And I'm like, really? And he's like that. And all of a sudden, my engine blew up. Right then, it was, <laughs> when I was, when I was in my 30s, I used to have, I had all of the sorcerer type experiences of like, so I, I think I had to learn by walking through the fire about experience, about what I was putting out into the world was going to hit me back even faster. And I mean, that's, even in some of the shamanic experiences I had, like, you know, people threw darts at me and you know, and their, their energy darts are real. You know, they are real. Like, it, like I was choking one time, a, a hook got thrown back in my throat. And so, you know, that was a little less expensive than the car engine, but still we, we have to understand that that energy will bounce back off to us as fast as we throw it out there. So if you don't think that you're affecting anyone, trust me, I've seen it happen quickly. Yeah, and as I keep sharing over and over again, <laughs> shamans are gardeners of energy. 
And so this is a really rich field for all of us in the shamanic community because it is the way we can contribute right now is we can get out our gardening tools and start to cultivate uh, new soil and new plants of love and light that are growing as high as all the plants of anger and destruction are growing. And in this way, um, as shamans of gardeners of energy, we actually have a chance to contribute something huge to start to put in enough energy to shift that collective that is, is stuck in that anger, hate, and separation. Absolutely. This past week, I did a, an exercise about going to that sacred garden and, you know, tending to, you know, the seed you're planting for this year. So it's absolutely those energy seeds are the most important ones you can plant, I believe. You yeah. Know, not, then you can follow up and do all the work. But if you don't plant the proper energy seeds or the hardy energy seeds, and I'm sure, Sandra, you've had this experience, nothing grows. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it, it's, uh, it's our role. We came here to be caretakers of the earth and caretakers of life on the planet. And planting those seeds, as you're talking about, Renee, are really crucial to, um, uh, to the planet's health right now. And the planet's health is a reflection of our health. And the planet's health is a reflection of what we're experiencing inside of ourselves because everything outside, inside of ourselves is being reflected out in the outer world. I have a question that brings me to a lot of times I read a lot of posts on Facebook where, you know, people are talking about that the earth is angry and that's just not the perspective that I hold of the earth. And I, I don't know if we've ever talked about that. How do you, how do you view that when you read those posts? Well, I've never seen the earth as angry. Okay. Um, you know, we tend to, as human beings, we tend to, and this is a big word that I'll explain, we anthropomorphize. We anthropomorphize all the time onto nature. And anthropomorphize means we project our human emotions onto nature. And so as I teach people how to journey to water and talk to water and talk to the earth and talk to the wind, they go, water wants, uh, the air, the wind said, and did, did they really say these things or is this your projection? Because here we are on earth and the earth, just like us, has her, her own blueprint for healing. And so she's doing what she's doing to take care of herself. And so I've never believed that the earth was angry ever in my practice. But what really changed things for me was when I met the ancient ones who I, I've talked about on some shows. They're billions of years old and they came to me at a very crucial time in my life where I was so angry about seeing what's happening on the planet and, and I was ill and so many things were going on for me. And the ancient ones who are billions of years old, just like the earth is billions of years old, 
they gave me the actual physical sensation in my body of how long we're here for in the Earth's perspective. And from the Earth's perspective, we're not even here for a blink of an eye. And so how angry is the Earth when we're gone <laughs> in a blink? <laughs> and so it's not about focusing on the anger of the Earth. It's focusing on right action, right behavior, right treatment towards the earth that nurtures us on so many different levels. And that's what this is about, not projecting on all of nature, but changing our mental, emotional, and physical behavior towards all of nature and creating reciprocal relationships where we're not projecting, but we're transmitting. And as Renee talked about in the last show, where some of the richest uh, transmissions come in is through the silence, not through the words, but through the silence. It's good to hear you talk about that because I don't think we've ever really talked about that subject much. And it, my friend John used to say, is this going to matter in 10 years? You know, like that was the, like, how important is this going to be in 10 years? And, you know, when you put it into like then billions of years, you know, how is this going to matter in, in a billion years? And, you know, hopefully we make steps that we, we, we assist that the earth doesn't have to course correct so much that she boots us all out of here because trust me, the earth will survive. I, you know, I'm not so sure about humanity, but you know, and, and so when you, we, we do get angry, we, we are allowed to get angry. And I think anger is a good thing because I think of my friends who can't get angry. I have one friend who was, one time was mad at me. She basically gave me the hand and boy, that's an energetic. <laughs> But then, you know, you sit, your, what are the, your stomach keeps score when you don't. So there's that healthy interchange of, of way we go back and forth that that's a balance. And I think that that's why the big storms come up. They clear the energy. Like I'm going to New Orleans and, you know, I had this fear like, okay, is it, what's the energy going to feel like there? You know, but I know it was washed clean a few years ago and, you know, there's because I do a lot of black magic there, and and so that there's an energetic, right? Am I or am I projecting that onto a town I haven't even visited yet? I hear they have great food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always been interested in in going to New Orleans because of um, the magical part of it. I'm attracted <laughs> to where people are are working in the unseen realms and in ways that uh, we don't even understand. But I agree with you that nature is is really being loud right now in clearing energies and waking people up and and all the um environmental events are saying hey would you listen to me you're out of balance and so the elements are coming through and they're doing their healing work and 
creation is always moving and creation is always creating. And so from the Earth's perspective, the destruction of the elements coming through, that's taking away debris that needs to be taken away so that new birth, new seeds, new, gen new regeneration, and yes, even new species are going to be born. But there's never an end. There is a death, but death is a transition, not an end. And so that's a, a, an interesting perspective. It's not real comforting to our ego, but in, in the scheme of things, we're part of nature that's going to end and new life is going to come in and take take our place and our decision right now is would we still like to be here and what changes do we need to make so that the elements can support our life that's interesting and, and i suppose if you look through evolution over you know evolution of the species from you know lucy to now we've been evolving too and we've been changing and one you know there's some things going on now that you know with all of these kind of diseases and uh, you know these cancers and stuff that are coming in i don't know if we're evolving fast enough or if the next generation is going to be you know more um what do they call it in the roundup terms, roundup ready, you know, like they've made, you know, uh, roundup ready seeds. Are we going to be these roundup ready seeds as we go through and, you know, limit the, the quality of water and, and, and things like that? I think that, I think that the more we can keep cleansing our bodies, ourselves, our minds, our hearts, you know, we're going to become more resistant seeds. Absolutely. And I, I used to talk about that in workshops that, you know, uh, creatures adapt, you know, they adapt. Uh, you look at the iguanas and the Galapagos and so many studies are being done on them because they're easily adapting to all the changes. Um, human beings are having a hard time. And is it that uh, the children, the next generations coming in, they have the livers that can actually support um, Roundup. And, and, but here we are as adults, and what do we do to be able to support our health right now? Because we haven't made that change. I, um, I don't want to digress here, but I have to share about this movie that <laughs> I watched in the 1980s. I lived with a family for six years back in the 1980s because I was on the road all the time. And Marla had a movie she just loved. She was really obsessed with this movie. And it was the strangest movie. It's a cult film. I don't know the name of it. I have no idea how to help you find it. But a plane crash happens um, in the present. And somehow or other, it affects the future in an incredibly negative way. And so people from the future have to come back to try and redo what happened, to try and stop this catastrophe from happening. But in the future, the air is so polluted that they couldn't survive Earth's 
atmosphere. It was too clean for them. So they had to chain smoke cigarettes, non-filtered cigarettes all day long to be able to deal with. It's almost like if we go to another planet, we would have to take oxygen with us. They came back into this time and they had to take cigarettes. And so they would fight with each other and say, you didn't do enough cigarettes. <laughs> You're going to get sick. But, you know, it, it's an interesting premise. It was a crazy movie. And again, I, I saw it back in the 1980s when it was already a cult film. But it's a crazy premise of would people in the future even be able to survive the cleanliness of Earth's atmosphere today if we don't change our actions? What what planet do we leave um, for our descendants? You know, and then there's those other people who think they can just go start over on another planet too, you know, trying to figure that way out, that expensive bus ride. It's, yeah. it's an interesting, you know. Yeah, and one of the things, Renee, I'd love for us to do on another show, a topic for another show, because this is one I'm really, really interested in, is um, in the evolution that we're seeing in consciousness right now, is a split starting to happen? Mm. Are there different dimensions that are forming? And where is the evolution of the earth going? I, I'd really love for us to oh. talk about this and I think that you would have amazing wisdom to share on too. That's funny. I, I started to notice that split like a couple years ago. I was standing in the bank and all of a sudden I'm looking and it, it was like all the other people in line weren't on the same, weren't in the same, I don't even know if it's like they were in a different wavelength. And it was like really that moment of like, wow, is are we going to be living on the planet with people who are just living in a whole different scenario. And I think that, like you said, that's starting to happen. When we start talking about something else, we get out of our anger. (laughs) Then we're laughing. So we're going to go back to our anger. All right. (laughs) We'll we'll come back to that on another show. Oh, yeah, yeah. That will be awesome because I really believe that that's happening too. Yeah, and there are civilizations that that happened to. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to talk about that. But for now, um, um, we want to start uh, with a ceremony. And uh, this is a wonderful ceremony that I know there's been a desire for us to, as a global collective, to do something together. And so this is a ceremony that we're all going to do together as a group now. And I'll lead you every step of the way. And you can take this ceremony back to your communities, either through visualization work or through actually doing a fire ceremony. Or we can share with you some other ways to work if fire is not a possibility. But... um, Ceremonies create change. That's what ceremonies do. They're a sacred act that creates change. And fire is known to transmute. And so um, Renee will be working with the wind first, and I'll lead us on a fire ceremony. And again, I'll explain every step of the way. 
And we're going to give to fire that anger that we would like to transmute right now into an energy of love and light. It's so interesting because through talking today, we both got in this really great mood. It's like, what do I have to be angry about? Uh, this is exciting. Uh, what I, call, I pulled a winds card before we got started to see what wind wanted to work with us to transmute our anger. And we received Vegemate, the Lothian wind of nourishment and time to replenish. And that's a real curious thing to think of, um, of doing a fire ceremony to release something as a form of replenishment. And it really is, is what you give away to the fire, then there's a spaciousness inside of you that you could fill up with some love and light. Mm. Yeah, and that's important after any ceremony of releasing, because as soon as you create an opening, the universe cannot stand um, uh, an opening and something's going to come in and, and fill up that space. And so when we release that which needs to be transmuted, we want to make sure that we leave a ceremony feeling like, as Renee shared, that we feel the nurturance coming in and we're absorbing the love of the universe coming in because we have all this space inside of us now to absorb the goodness of life. Mm, that's beautiful. And one other thing about it is once you create that spaciousness for something else, uh, just in creating that, there might be more that has to go too. So be, be cognizant of, you know, if there's like you create spaciousness for something and then all of a sudden some other things that weren't working in your life, boom, go away really quickly. So that creates even more spaciousness, but it's also possibly a step in the dance here when you release anger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think? You think we're ready? I think we're ready. Are you ready out there, everyone? <laughs> so um, if you have a drum or rattle or instrument, a shamanic instrument or something that you would like to play, if you would like to dance and sing during the ceremony, please do so. Shamans were never passive in their work in the unseen realms. They moved, they chanted, they, they were there. This wasn't just in their head. This was a stepping fully into another reality and doing the energetic work that a shaman does to transmute and transform and to create change. And this is a way for us to be in service. And so I'm going to start by teaching a song that we're going to uh, use um, throughout the ceremony. So I'll just start by singing it. And I actually sing this song in my house when I need to transmute energy. Because again, fire is a transmuter, as is the wind, as is water, as is earth. But fire has always been honored in indigenous cultures for its ability uh, to transmute that which that needs to be changed. And so the song goes like this. Fire, fire, rising higher, 
Fire, fire, transforming me. Fire, fire, rising higher. Fire, fire, transforming me. Fire, fire, rising higher. Fire, fire, transforming me. So we're going to be singing that song a lot. And so if you didn't get it, and if English isn't your uh, first language, we'll be singing it enough that you will be getting the song um, in the ceremony. And so again, I'll be guiding you, and I'm going to start with doing some whistling and some rattling. And you're going to start uh, journeying from the room that you're in right now. And again, you can drum and rattle, sing and dance with me as you do this or if it works better for you to remain still um, with something over your eyes, whatever works best, you have to find, find your own way. And I'll whistle and sing, and then I'm gonna guide you on a path in nature where we're gonna come out into um, um, uh, an opening in a forest where there are gonna be guardian spirits who are gonna meet us and cleanse us because you don't wanna take your ordinary um, garbage, I'm sorry for being fun, um, into a pristine ceremony. Um, you want to leave that behind, your ordinary thoughts behind. And so the guardian spirits, they might use a feather to cleanse you. They might touch your third eye. They might uh, blow some incense. They might... Um, come and uh, whisper something in, in your ear. The wind, I know, is so part of every fire ceremony I've ever led. The wind is going to come and kiss your cheeks um, and welcome you into the fire. And then once we get into the fire, I'll explain what we're going to do. But again, uh, there'll be a lot of singing um, throughout uh, this particular ceremony. So are we ready to begin? We are ready. Okay, here we go. Ah. Uh... 
moon, her light shining over you, cleansing you as we step into our glorious circle around a beautiful bonfire that the guardian spirits built for us. Listen to the crackling of the fire. Smell the smell of the smoke burning. Look around at our circle as we join together to work together to transmute those feelings that anchor us to a density, to a frequency that no longer serves us. For we want to be in service to ourselves, to all of life, to the collective, and to the earth. So you will notice as you watch and gaze at the beauty of the fire, as shamans have done for thousands of years, you will notice that there's bowls placed all around the fire, plenty of bowls for all of us. And in these bowls, there are pieces of wood that were wrapped in different color yarn. These sacred objects are called talismans or power objects. And they've been offered to us to blow in the feelings of anger that we're holding right now. So look into a basket and pick a color yarn that calls to you, a stick, that's been covered with a beautiful, vibrant colored yarn. Notice the frequency of that color and how it feels to you and how you feel drawn to pick it. And once you do, focus, go inside yourself and fully focus on what it is that you would like to release. And blow with full intention the energy of that which you would like to release into your talisman. Shamanic art does not represent power. Shamanic art is power. So your talisman is not a representation of the anger. It is the anger you wish to release. And as you do that, we give thanks to all the helping, compassionate spirits, to the spirit of the land, to the ancestors of the land, to the hidden folk, to earth, air, water, fire, and all the helping spirits and our ancestors who watch over us in support as we do our powerful work. 
And again, if you would like to drum and sing with me or rattle or play an instrument, please feel free to do so as we dance around the fire. And each person has an opportunity to give their talisman into this amazing fire that's made up of all the elements because fire won't burn without earth, air, and water. And in thanks and gratitude as we sing, as each person has a chance to put their talisman into the fire, we will do that. And as you notice, there are also bowls of sacred herbs that you can feed to the fire after you've fed it. The emotion, the feeling that you're ready to release now. Fire, fire, rising higher. Fire, fire, transforming me. Feel yourself dancing around the fire. Feel yourself connecting to the elements. Feel yourself supporting, loving, and connecting to each other. Fire, fire, rising higher. Fire, fire, transforming me. Fire, fire, rising higher. Fire, fire, transforming me. Feel the release that you feel as you give this up. We're all doing this together, lightening our load, lightening the energies of anger that we're sending into the collective. Feel the release. Feel that you have spaciousness where you can connect deeply your feet on the earth. Embracing all of nature, opening up your eyes, gazing at the beauty, the colors, listening to the sounds, smelling the fragrances, tasting the taste, smelling the fire, connecting in love to our great circle as we raise our arms up to the collective and we start emanating love and light to transform any anger that is being sent. We absorb the love of the elements so that we're just letting the love of the universe and the love of the elements flow as a song into an energy of love, radiating your spiritual light, which is your authentic self. Oh,
a love song to the collective. Let's sing a love song to each other. Sing a love song to yourself, to the fire, to the guardian spirits, to the wind, to the earth, to the water. And with our arms up, we gaze upon the beauty of the moon and the starlight reminding us of the effortlessness of shining our light into the world and reminding us of the beauty of life and the beauty of you, for you are a reflection of the stars. And so let's end by holding hands, thanking the fire and the elements and all the spirits who joined us, thanking each other for being willing to come together and shine so much light on each other and into the world. And we drop hands and we turn around and we walk back the path that takes us back to our home. Fire, fire, rising higher. Fire, fire, transforming me. Fire, fire, rising higher. Fire, fire, transforming me. Fire, fire, rising higher. Fire, fire, transforming me. You say goodbye to this path in nature, knowing that you can always return again. And you step through your door and you come back to where you started. Raise your arms and take a deep breath and notice how you're feeling right now. And feel deep roots going down, down, connecting you deep into the earth. We're like trees. We bridge heaven and earth through our heart. Feel your heart. Absorb the love of our circle and of life itself. And let that love flow. I'll just play my little bells to welcome you back. Our ceremony is done for now. Thank you, everybody. Wow, that was like a powerhouse ceremony. That fire was so, so big at certain points that was like, there was so much energy into that, that, that flame.
it was burning really hot. Yeah. So I love to, um, I love to do these kinds of ceremonies and you can do it as a guided visualization in the community where you live. Imagine the harmony that would start to grow in your community when they know that on a regular basis, maybe on the equinox or the solstice or when there's disturbing news that people can join together to do this work. And you can do it as a visualization. If it's safe, you could do it as uh, working with fire outside or um, at a fireplace in, in your house. If you're alone, you can work with a candle. Um, I do that quite a bit. And um, you can also, if fire's not your choice, you can also release into the wind, release into the earth, release into the water, but always remembering that you're, what you're releasing is love and light. So before you release into the wind, that will carry that energy all over. Before you release into the water, that will flow into every sea. Before you release into the earth, which is our home, make sure you ask that the energy behind your anger be transformed into love and light. And that's a very powerful way that you can work. You can work with your children, um, bring others into your community, uh, your others from your community into the work or work alone. Renee, um, um, how would you work with this with the wind? Um, do you have any suggestions for us? Well, when, when we were connecting around through the fire, there was a few times I, did, I had my sound muted. So because we've learned we can't both talk at the same time. <laughs> and so I would actually blow around. There was like this nurturing wind coming around, holding everyone really sacred in that sweet spot of after what you released, that wind can hold you so, so that you're not hanging out there to dry, so to speak, alone, but that you can really feel that what you've given up has been taken in a good way but that you are okay, that you are held, that you have spirit holding you through every transformation. And it was what I was watching and what I was witnessing and all the people who are gonna do this with us was absolutely incredibly beautiful that we could create such a powerful um, journey together in this space. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And um, the elements are such companions and they're family and they give us life and we're the elements. So work with them. Exactly. We are nature. There is no, there is no other, you know. So, wow, this was really wonderful. And we just so appreciate the love and the uh, commitment and the, the, the way people are showing up here raw and ready to work with us in this way. And, and I'm just, I'm awed and honored on a weekly basis. Me too. It's, <laughs> I've been doing too much singing, sorry. <clears throat> I am so delighted by where our show is going and the beautiful response that we're getting to it. So thank you, everybody. And again, I'll finish up since she was doing all the singing. You couldn't hear my voice, luckily for you. Uh, 
<laughs> I recorded some of it. And what you didn't see, Sandra, was Sami was sitting here and as I'm rattling, her head's going up and down. <laughs> so great. I love it. Like right in the middle of the camera for most of most of your ceremony. It was absolutely it was just incredible how much my cat loves energy and probably bring your animals out to your ceremonies with you too, I guess is the reminder. And so um, go over to the shamanstv.com, sign up for our email list. You'll get it directly into your inbox every week. And join us over at the Shaman's Cave if you want to connect in community with other people who are sharing wonderful experiences. And Sandra, it's such a pleasure to sit here with you every week. It's such a pleasure to be with you. I just love our connection <laughs> and I love what we're bringing forth together. And I love our circle and our community. So blessings, everyone.